God bless fantasy football. There are many things a man can do with his time. And this is better than those things. Three weeks left in the regular season. A lot on the line. Nothing is for certain. Everything is up for grabs. And we're here to talk about it. I'm your host, 2018 champion, Andrew Gelblatt, joined as always by my co-host, your two-time champion, your commissioner, Andrew Seiler. And this week, given that it's Thanksgiving and my brother and I are both home, it only made sense as he's sitting right next to me to have him live in the studio, Mr. Brian Gelblatt. Um, what's your favorite? What's your? Why don't you exact? Why don't you say what's your the accolade you want to be known for in this in the league? Uh, accolade league related, league related. Um, at the moment, uh, never never had to do a punishment. How about that? <laughs> never come in last place, Brian Go. Well, I have come in last place. I was the year before. Yeah, I had the, the year before we started doing punishments. I came in last place. The year before, uh, we we started paying for um, we stopped. The year after we started we started doing no more money for the first place in the league before the playoffs. I came in first Which place in the league. So yeah, you're fun nice. stuff. You're a nice loser winner sandwich. Is what yeah, exactly. Siler, <laughs> how you doing today? Happy Thanksgiving to everyone. Happy Thanksgiving. I am doing well. Um... I normally am looking forward to the football games on Thanksgiving, but this year I may not watch one of them because they're truly that bad. Well, lucky for you, you don't have a player in every single game like I do. So, yeah, my favorite yeah. quote from my favorite <laughs> quote from Roto World on Andy Dalton was, "We suggest using this time on Thursday for something more fun, like talking to your relatives about politics." And honestly, I don't think they're wrong. I'd rather talk about politics and argue than watch Andy Dalton versus Tim Boyle or Jared Goff. Or Jared Goff. Or Jared, we're hoping, fingers crossed for Jared Goff, Siler. We're hoping for Jared Goff. What a terrible day of football. But other than the football, I'm looking forward to Thanksgiving. I think everyone's excited to have a few days off and uh, focus on fantasy because we're all freaking out towards the end of the year, not knowing who's going to make the playoffs. It's like every week is a struggle and – it's been a hell of a season. I agree. I think. I think you know we've already talked to Brian about his team. I guess. I guess when did we? What what, what episode? Let me. If I look really pretty quick, early Brian. on. Yeah, I mean you were pretty early, Brian. You know what would be fun? Uh, it would be nice if I could find, and I should have prepared this ahead of time, so maybe we won't do it. But I would have loved to hear your thoughts on your own team. We should have had you rehash those. Well, so, at, the, at the time, I think Christian McCaffrey was hurt. Christian, Brian, you came on week four. Week four. So that was the week. I think Mr. Christian McCaffrey had just gotten hurt, right? Kyle Pitts wasn't doing anything yet. Jalen Waddle really wasn't doing that much yet. Um, I think Josh Jacobs might have been hurt as well. Yeah. So you were so you were in a different spot. So we can ask you. I think it's fair to ask you now. We are what are you, five and six? Uh yes, I am five and six. Five and six tied for, for five first place in the division. So the division is definitely up for grabs. Important game this week. How are you feeling about your team? I think, you know, if you, I know you didn't, you didn't listen to the episode last week, but, you know, I think Salah and I both had nice things to say about your team being in full throttle right now. And this is kind of the time, although yeah, something well, we didn't talk about Salah that Brian and I were talking about was that he still has not had Christian McCaffrey buy or Patrick Mahomes buy. So, yeah, they, I was saying that the issue is this week I had Mahomes on buy, which he's been up and down anyway. I, I would have won last week if Mahomes did anything 
than just the five points he got. So mm-hmm. that was frustrating. That happened to me more than once this se- this season. And Christian McCaffrey, now that Cam's back, is getting vultured left and right by Cam Newton. So that's also fun. But but he also has his bye next week. And he has his bye next week. So I think if we could have talked to your week four self and showed you this situation that you were in, you would have taken it any day of the week because McCaffrey went down and it was looking real bad for you at the time. So I, yeah, think- I mean, my, my, my issue is, is next week. Let's take next week. Theoretically, Christian McCaffrey's on by, right? My replacements for Christian McCaffrey are when I'm already playing Josh Jacobs, mind you are Kenyon Drake, who is the backup to Josh Jacobs, mm-hmm. or Ronald Jones. So those are my two options. Next Look, week. Rojo is 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 back. Rojo was stealing carries from Fournette, <laughs> unfortunately for Scott, and probably caused him to lose his matchup. So, hey, you, you could be in worse shape. Wait, is that against Scott next week? The, uh, either Scott or White, I don't, I don't remember. Okay, because the Scott one is going to be the big matchup. So we're looking forward to that. I don't know why it's only one game behind. So yeah, no, it's really close. So let's let's why don't we just dive into last week's games, talk about them really quick, and then we will talk about some scenarios, the standings, because this week was kind of a there were some shit show matches. So we'll start off. We can start off with your match, Brian, just since you're the guest and it's at the bottom of my list. We had yourself against Russell. Russell pulls out the win, one eleven to ninety five. Uh, big games from Dalvin Cook, McLaurin, James Conner looking well. We also have that trade to talk about. We could talk about that before we. Yeah. Uh, and then on your end, you know, you had McCaffrey, Keenan Allen, Waddle. You know, you had some strong performances across the board, but like you said, it was really, it probably came down to Mahomes uh, really being the. Look, there's two ways to look at this matchup. There's one way to look at it is, oh, Mahomes didn't do enough for me to win. The other way to look at it is, I probably would have lost if, if Russell didn't make that trade and kept Justin Jefferson. I would have lost by a lot because Justin Jefferson got 40 points. So there's two ways to look at it. No, but he would have had – but then who would he would have played at running back? It like, wouldn't have mattered. Yeah. yeah. Anyway, so, you know, in a big game, in a really big game for Russell, putting him now at – what is he at? Um, I think he's a five and six now as well. Yeah, now at five and six, you know, he had been two games, he, you know, staying, keeping himself alive. Big win from him. And, you know, it was a big loss for you as well. But luckily, the my plan didn't work out either. What was your plan? Oh, with Wayne Goldman? <laughs> In fact, he got negative 0.3 points. He probably would have good if I didn't do that and let Russell take him. So that was wrong. It was a move. You know, I had. I don't know. I didn't get to listen to last week's episode, but I had 80 points in, in free agency money. Cordell Patterson wasn't playing. I was like, I'll pick up Wayne Gallman. And Russell had 60 bad money left. So I was like, I'll pick up Wayne Gallman for 61 because there's two weeks left. What am I going to spend this money on? I might as well make it so Russell doesn't get a running back because he had no one else. He literally had no one else to play. So I figured that was my, my option. You know, it didn't work out, but yeah, it's not like happens. I lost anything from it. So it happens. Yes. I mean, yeah. I mean, Brian's team, it's Mahomes has been real tough. I mean, I, I feel like I go through a similar thing with Justin Herbert where one week he'll put up 40 to 50 points and the next week he'll put up like five to 10 and you just have no idea what you're going to get on any given week. But I feel like we have no choice. We just have to start them, cross our fingers and pray. And that's all we can do. I would agree. Yeah. Next up, we had Dane against Lee. Lee putting up an admirable fight. I mean, if you look in the grand scheme of things, he would have beaten two, 
three, four, five, six, seven, eight of the 12, eight of the 11 other teams in the league he could have played against. So a good score, 130 to 171. Nothing was really going to stop the Jonathan Taylor train, though. 185 yards, five total touchdowns. That in accompaniment with Nick Chubb, 25 points. Brandon Ayuk with 19 points. Uh, basically sealed Dane the win. Shout out to Darren Waller also with 18 points. From Lee's team's perspective, Joe Mixon looked really good. Devontae Adams looked great. C.D. Lamb going out with the concussion was not great for his team. But Zach Ertz is, you know, a very, very, very startable tight end for him in this one. He was looking for a tight end with no uh, no Logan Thomas. So Lee's team looked making a splash with some players that can put up a lot of points. Did anybody get, get any sort of rushing yards on the Falcons this week? Mike <laughs> Davis got one yard and Wayne Gallman got negative 0.3 points. Did they get any rushing yards last week? It was all about Quadre Allison. We all would have guessed it. Um, <laughs> I think my favorite, or what I was thinking throughout this matchup is, you know, even though Lee put up 130, according to Wells's power rankings, Lee would have gotten downgraded in Wells's power rankings for having such a good week because he lost to someone who scored 172 points. I just kept thinking that over and over again in my mind. So, yeah, I mean, when when Nick Chubb is your flex, it's pretty it's pretty nice. Yeah, I mean, Dane Dane team is looking really really good right now, and I have no idea how I'm winning the division. Is, but is, we can talk about that later. Is Aaron Jones supposed to be out for a while? So he's actually supposed to be practicing this week. So I would bet that after the bye, like he they so he they have this week, then they have their bye, right. and then he yeah. comes back. So I wouldn't be surprised if he comes back for the playoffs for me. And yeah. But yeah, Dane's team is definitely on the up and up. And it's funny because if you just put Jonathan Taylor and Ryan Suck up together, they would have beaten Corals this week. So I mean, uh, Dane doesn't even have Kyler Murray in yet either, which is yeah, yeah his team very... is is yet to be full strength with Kyler, and it's gonna be really a force to be reckoned with. So yeah. next up we had you against Nate. Nate wins 133 to 101. Nate, strong performance. I mean, Jalen Hurts is just an unstoppable fantasy football machine. Mike Williams coming back with 19 points. Philly defense looked good with a TD, two picks. Tyree Kill with a solid game. On your side, you know, outside of the Elijah Moore big play and Kelsey with that surprising rushing touchdown. Uh, not too many booms. You did have Cup on by, so, you know, that's one of your bigger performers. Benching Herbert was probably not the move, unfortunately, but yeah, I would have won if I started Herbert, which really hurts, but uh Herberts. <laughs> yeah. Um, but it's tough. I mean, Herbert played against Pittsburgh, Carr played against Cincy. Carr apparently sucks. So I have to start similar to what I said about Brian. I have to start Herbert the rest of the way. And and I got a little bit of a, of help by uh Amari Cooper getting COVID, but it wasn't enough. So Nate put up a good week. He has a great team. Yeah. Now, do you, let me ask you a question, Sour. Do you have like buyer's remorse with Saquon Barkley? Are you like, why did I ship myself to another year, not another year, but a year of Saquon where he's hurt and then he comes back? I, have, I don't at all. I think there's still plenty of season left. I think now that Garrett is gone, they're going to make it an emphasis to get Saquon the ball more. And as long as he, you know, has a good end to the year, I don't have buyers. I have the most points in the league. So, like, it's hard for me to have remorse about how my draft went. So, you could have had even more points if you had picked someone else. I don't even know who was available, but I guess theoretically that's true. <laughs> Next up, we had 
Noah against Corals. Noah winning by basically 100 points. Um, no one really to highlight on Corals outside of Deontay Johnson. Metcalf almost seems to be doing worse with Russell Wilson than he was with Geno Smith, which is really surprising. Possibly Wilson not being 100% healthy. You had Montgomery with kind of a dud. Michael Carter gets hurt. They had to start Joe Burrow. Uh, really, really just kind of poor performance when they a win here would have gone. You know, I mean, I think they probably did not stand a chance against Noah's team anyway, but a win here would have put them in a great position to take hold of your division. On the flip side with Noah's team, you know, Justin Jefferson, 38 points. Austin Eckler, 42 points. Tom Brady with a great game. Godwin with a good game. Um, Noah's team, when DeAndre Hopkins comes back, is a very, very scary team. He would have won with two players. <laughs> he could have just played Justin Jefferson and Eckler and won. Or Jefferson and – oh, no, it's just Jefferson and Eckler. Never mind. Yeah, I mean, I don't have much to add to what you just said. I think Quarles, where do you even go from here? I don't know. I guess when Kamara gets back, not this week, but next week, it'll be more optimistic, but right now there's just not a lot to be optimistic about. Yeah. I mean, they do go, they'll probably get Sanders back as well, you know, so they, they have, they had luckily enough running back depth to cover this. I think Sanders got hurt again. Oh, really? I could be wrong. All right. Now we move on to the two heartbreak games of the week. You had Caniglio against Scott. Caniglio wins 114.42 to 113.2 the second closest matchup of the week um, from Coniglio's side. The highlight of the team has to be Patriots defense with 32 points really carrying him to this victory because no one on his team outside of, I guess, Diggs, Diggs with an odd stat line of four for 23 and two touchdowns. That's that's a weird stat line for him. But Miles Gaskin with a solid game. You know, he did have a guy, a lot of guys on buys, Daryl Henderson, Williams, Gordon, who are staples on his team. But if you're Scott, that's a disappointing loss when you're in a division race that's so tight, uh, especially with a team like Brian that's on the up and up. Rogers, 40 points, not enough to lead him to the victory. Yeah, and Caniglio has the same issue as, as me, where he just can't pick the right QB. Caniglio, I don't even know where you go from QB because the one time you're going to start Kirk Cousins, he's going to have a shitty game, and then you're, you would have wanted to play Tannehill. So, um I have no idea how you've gone from no wins to five wins so quickly. And the fact that you're basically tied for first and you could even win the division is just mind blowing. So that's it's just a kind of winning streak. Yeah. I mean, it's a great winning streak. Uh, it's just wild. I mean, he's actually been in last place since week one until right now. So it's, it's taken him, 11 weeks i guess to get from last place to not last place yeah i mean as he emoted to us in in our group chat the phoenix is rising he's he's coming out and we should be scared <laughs> i mean he's now double digits to playoff percentage so that's that's <laughs> much higher he went from one he was 12 now so they had him at zero at one point so he was, <laughs> yeah. espn is wrong it will be great to have him on next week to kind of figure out his his take on his team situation he might be in first place when we talk to him next week the higher the highest percentage just is nate at 94 percent to make the playoffs and noah at 93 percent to make the playoffs so 
Yeah. Yeah, them and Gelblatt are probably locks at this point. Not at all. (laughs) (laughs) Somehow he's a lock. But great. Well, uh, speaking of myself, let's move on to my pretender of a team that's trying to fake our way (laughs) to the playoffs. Uh, Get Swifty against Zeke the Mighty. Uh, I mean, 81.44 to 80.84. I mean, we were watching, I was watching the games with Siler, the one o'clock games. And I basically was like, okay, like it was over. And I, I literally was not even watching the four o'clock games. I was like, I clearly lost. I have no, like what chance could I possibly have? I I, I scored like 70 points or whatever in the, in the one o'clock games. And Siler texted me at like maybe halftime of the four o'clock games, maybe in the third quarter, being like, I can't believe you have a chance. I'm like, what, what are you talking about? And I see like Dak with negative three points, Zeke with three points, four points, Daryl Williams with a, with a few points. And, uh, you know, luckily the Giants suck. So it must it was kind of a double-edged sword for Wyatt there, having to see his Giants get trampled on by the Bucks, And then they start so badly that the starters had to get pulled. But I squeak out the win. Not really much to highlight here. I guess Buffalo Bills with negative three was a highlight for me. Bateman with 4.4 was a highlight for me. Gibson with 6.5 were some of the highlights, uh, you know, from Wyatt's side. You had Landry with that rushing touchdown. Mark Andrews looked good even without. Uh, um, I was surprised he picked, he played Daryl Williams over Clyde Edward Aware. I honestly. We talked about that last week. We were, we were like, that is like the, it's almost worse. It's almost worse when they say that like they're weaning the player back in because you don't know who's going to be the, the lead back. Plus, yeah. Daryl Williams had a great stint as the starter and he was doing better than CH did when he was the starter. So I don't blame Wyatt for that. He basically lost because Zeke got hurt and Mike Evans hurt his hamstring and he had to stop running on a catch at the end of the game. So. Yeah it just hasn't been a good stretch for Wyatt. It's incredible that with the amount of talent that he has on his team, that he's currently in last place in the league. So it's just not a lucky year for Wyatt. And uh, I hope your luck turns around. Yeah. Yeah. That was a, do I deserve that win? Absolutely not. I mean, I, there was two teams this week I would have beaten and I played one of them, but that's just kind of the, 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 the luck part of fantasy football. So looking at the standings, We'll go division by division. So um, in your division, Siler, we got all three teams tied at five and six. You're on top because of point four. For those of you at home, Siler is uh, uh, sadly shaking his head back and forth because of this situation. But on the bright side for you, Siler, between your division, you have the high, the easiest strength, like rest of season strength of schedule to go, which I will, I'll, I'll take us through that after I, I did some new calculations based on the latest points for once they got added from this week. Okay. I, I'm very skeptical of that, by the way, because my rest of schedule is Noah, who basically, who I think is the best, probably the best team. In the you league. play that you play the two, eight and the 10 corals plays the, uh, sorry, Caniglio plays the 11, the one and the six. And Corals plays the 12th team in Caniglio, but then Scott is, at, is number three and you're number one. The only reason is because they have to play me and I have to I have to play them and they have to play me. So just because they're ranked lower. Right. That's the only reason. Okay. Never mind. Right. <laughs> okay. And it, it, it's a pretty it's a pretty um objective way of doing it. Whereas just the teams that have been scoring the most points are got it. Um, in my division, I am currently on top at seven and four with by far the least points for, I think Dane currently has, if I look this up, 
Dane has about 150 more points for than me. I think every week this this distance is growing by about 30 points. Uh, surprisingly, I'm pretty close to Russell. I'm only 60 points behind Russell, but Russell has a lot of ground to make up. Even if you know, even if I were to not win the division, he still has to try to get ahead of Dane, which will be quite a tough task. Any thoughts on our division? Yeah, you're somehow in first place. That's basically my thoughts. Dan should win the division, but at this point, you could probably score 70, and the guy against you is going to score 68. So <laughs> it's very possible that you win the division. I just think it'll likely be Dane in the end. I mean, this is a big week for me because if I if I win this week, I just have to I, – and I, if I somehow beat – I have to win – I basically, if I win two of my next three, I'm in the – if you win one, you're probably in the playoffs as a wild card. I would say that's for anybody, though. If anyone wins two of their next three, they're, they made Yeah, the that's my gauge also. If I win two of my next three, I think I'm going to play Next up, we have the empty trophy case. We have Scott up on top, five and six tied with our guest this week, Brian, to my left at five and six as well, but has significantly more points for. So at this point, Brian's hope is he has to beat him record-wise. Wyatt, I mean, he's four and seven, but he's only he's one game back. I mean, he... He has a lot of points for too, and Scott has been on the. Uh, uh, I was gonna say what the opposite of the up and up would be, I guess, the down and down, but he <laughs> is tr- he's trending down recently. So he definitely some opportunities to to pick up some points. He's only back eighty points. I mean, what is that? Twenty five points, basically twenty seven points each week. He needs to make up. It's very definitely possible. Everyone is in control of their own destiny at this point, which makes yeah. it a lot more fun and also a lot more stressful. Yeah, and then on the last, we have the Lee's division. Lee now in last place of the division after sitting on in first for a few weeks. Nate now takes that crown at seven and four and is currently in first place of the league. Noah right behind him at six and five. That will be a close race to keep our eyes on. So looking at rest of season schedules, um, I decided I, I made a nice color coordinated. I sent you guys a draft of it. You can't really see it, Siler, but uh, the way it works, I basically, as I explained to Siler, took the averages of your opponent's points for, for the next three weeks, obviously each week it might fluctuate given if that ranking changes, but as of now going from easiest schedule, the hardest schedule for the rest of the season, we have Scott who plays the number 11 team, the number 10 team and the number six team for the rest of the season and Wyatt is right behind him, playing the 3, 11, and 12. Then you have myself, Dane, and Russell all tied at our our average uh, opponent rank is 7. Wow. Literally all tied. I would say I probably get the edge because my low is the lowest and my high is the lowest, if that makes sense. But... You're- okay, yes, that does Well, I guess my low is the lowest, my high is also the highest, so or tied with Russell for the highest. So I probably have a little bit of an advantage there. After us goes you, Siler, then Brian, Caniglio, Coral. So you're ahead of your division. And then you have Nate, Noah, Lee with the toughest schedules, basically because they all have to play each other outside of Lee being ranked so high. Lee has to play both Nate and Noah, which puts him at the bottom as they are two of the top five scoring teams. Nate plays Lee, Noah, and Dane. Noah plays you, Nate and then Lee, uh, the number one and the number five team. So that's tough for him. I love that we end with divisional matchups in the, in the last few weeks. It makes it a lot more intense and it will really come down to these divisional matchups. So yeah. uh, buckle your seatbelts. It's going to be a bumpy ride. 
Now I know we do I wish, that. I wish we could make it so that the divisional games aren't like the first two weeks of the season as well. Oh, I like that. Really? Because I feel like the team you're still fi- figuring out your team, and I want like my division matchup to be like kind of like early mid in the season, maybe like week four and five, and then like these last two weeks. But it's kind of nice because then no one's had buys yet, and like then you're going at each other full strength. It's it's to- fair, but it's like it is. Uh, it's a lot of pressure for a week one, week two, where you don't really know your team that much yet. Yeah. All right. Well, we have an exciting segment of Siler on the wire this week. He, you know, not that much happened, but obviously we have to hear him talk through it. So I have this song this week. Song queued up. You ready? Oh, I'm ready. Born ready. It's Siler on the wire talking through the claims. What will he find this week on the wire? I love that. I expect to do a Thanksgiving song with you guys. <laughs> Hopefully it's a little faster this year than it was the prior year. Uh, but thank you. I really appreciated that. Oh, God. Tried to keep um, I, wanted to, I was holding it to my chest. I didn't want to give it away. I don't know if you maybe you were expecting it. but I actually was not expecting it, which made that even better. So thank you. <laughs> Um, that was way better than my segment this week because there really it was a pretty terrible week on the waiver wire. Uh, Russell had the offer of the week getting Rex Burkhead for $33. Um, I guess I get it. He had a lot of carries, he had 18 carries for 40 yards, uh, averaging 2.2 yards per carry against the Titans. Uh, Houston is bad. Uh, actually, they did beat the Titans, which is kind of shocking that he only had 40 yards rushing. But we'll see if that works out. I know Russell is in need of running back depth. Aside from that, he picked up Texans D for $6, which was the next highest bid. Uh, they've had 20 points the last two weeks against Miami and Tennessee, and they play the Jets this week. Um there were a few bids for Cowboys D, but the highest one was Nate with $4. And the last interesting waiver wire addition was Dane, who got Matt Ryan in a tie with Scott because Scott is ranked higher currently. So if Gelbot had lost this week, Scott would have gotten Matt Ryan instead of Dane. So we'll see. Who, who, who do we who do we play this week? Why would I couldn't even? Why would you want Matt Ryan right now? <laughs> well, Scott has Aaron Rodgers on bot. Oh. Uh, they play they Jacksonville, which honestly I don't think is a great matchup. Anyway, they have a decent defense. So uh, I I picked up I I picked up Tyrod Taylor uh, today, who they're who's playing the Jets. Oh, I did. Yeah, I haven't looked too much in the. Can I ask you guys, I expected someone else to get Tony Jones. Did you guys just not care about Tony Jones, or is that just a me problem because I have Mark Ingram? Yeah, I didn't really care. I don't even hey, know who Tony Jones is. He seems like a one-week fill-in, and I didn't really need that. So Okay, that's fair. That makes sense. You know what we should talk about is the trade, though, because we have not talked about the trade. Yeah, yet. so why don't, you, why don't you break it down for us? Okay, let me get to the trade. Well, I, have, I have one, one other waiver wire thing before we get to the trade. Go for so it. I dropped I, – I did not drop Butker because he's in my team name to pick up Jake Elliott on the Eagles. Respect, right? And on the flip side, Noah doesn't even have Trey Lance on his team, and his team name is still Trey Lance Lance Refrigeration. Yeah, I don't. 
I guess he, that. he won this. I think this is his first win with the team name and not having Trey Lance on the team. But I don't know. It is a great team name. So I don't blame Noah for keeping it. But it feels like we're all being shafted because he's not even on the team. Well, yeah. So in my position, would you have dropped Butker just to pick up Jake Elliott for the bye week? Or would you? Yes, I probably would have, Brian. Uh, it's no respect. <laughs> no respect in this league. Okay, well, breaking down this trade. So at first, when I heard it, I hey, actually you didn't want to call my my uh, um, Samaji P Ryan for one dollar. I didn't think it was that relevant or that exciting, but sure. But also, by the way, the Packers aren't on by this week. No, they play the Rams and then they're on by next week. Oh, I'm sorry. Maybe he's looking forward to next week. And that's why he doesn't have a backup quarterback. So yeah. also it's a, just a bad matchup against the Rams for Aaron Rodgers too. Yeah. But anyway, so the trade that went through, uh, Noah traded away to Russell, Brian Edwards, ODB or OBJ and James Connor and Russell traded away T Higgins, Justin Jefferson and Khalil Herbert. I think it was very fair for both sides. When I first heard it, I thought that Russell got the better end of the deal because Brian Edwards was coming off of a, uh, what was it? Three for 88 and a touchdown performance. Um, Robert Woods is hurt. We don't know how Odell is going to be going forward. And Connor has been consistently a top five running back. I I don't know what he's, he's ranked number six. Yeah, definitely. And Russell needed running back help. And I guess, and Justin Jefferson was also coming off a great game against uh, who against the Chargers, but I just thought that the other pieces weren't as impactful. One week later, I would say it's looking like Noah's going to come out as the winner because Justin Jefferson is unstoppable. What are your thoughts? I immediately thought that Noah got the better end of the deal. Uh, Edwards, I feel like, has not been really doing much at all this year and Odell I mean they're gonna force him the ball but you don't really know what he's gonna do um yeah I agree I think Connor is potentially a very you know depending on what happens with Chase Edmonds is a very time constrained like plug-in I'd also like to know is how James Connor has been doing while Kyler Murray was playing I mean he has put out he had since week, I don't know. He's only scored under ten points once since week three. So, I think he's been pretty consistent. Yeah. No, I mean, I think it was a. It's a. The fact that it's so hard to delineate, you know, who had the better side of the trade, I think, just shows how fair it was. You know, from Noah's perspective, he gave away a lot of his depth and is now a little vulnerable if something were to happen to let's say James Robinson or whoever else or Austin Eckler, who, Mm -hmm. you know, let's be honest, are both pretty injury prone running backs. James Robinson, I feel like every week has been questionable, might not play. Austin Eckler has a history of injuries. So, you know, giving away James Conner was kind of giving away that insurance policy, but Hey, we're in week 12. He needs to make a big move. And I mean, I, it's pretty well reflected in my power rankings. How I think his team at full strength is going to be once DeAndre Hopkins starts playing again. Yeah, I feel like it's been a year that not many trades have occurred. But when we when I saw it, I was like, ooh, you know, it really gets the juices going. Yeah, I mean, you don't ever usually see it. Like, you know, he 
Justin Jefferson was what his first round pick, second round pick, I guess. Second round. Second round pick. Late second. Yeah. So I mean, yeah, it's a pretty early pick to give up for kind of a, a pile of, of of assets. Yeah, they both needed to make a move, and so far they both have won off of this trade. So we'll see how it impacts them going forward. Well, Russell would have won if he didn't make the trade too. So. I mean, Noah would have won if he benched half his team. So, <laughs> exactly. <laughs> uh, okay, so let's talk about power rankings. Brian does some power rankings for us. He took a lot of time, a lot of thought into putting them together. Excited to you know hear his thoughts, and we'll we'll talk about the teams a little bit and where we see them. So, we'll pass the ball to you. Yeah, I mean, in the usual fashion. I was invited onto this show hours before, day before, you know. So. I- I don't really get the time to do it. You know, I feel like I'm sometimes I'm being set up to fail coming onto this show. So in 12th place, I have Caniglio. <laughs> I also have Caniglio at number 12. I almost moved him up, but I do have him at 12. I, I was, you know, he's been on that winning. It was almost kind of like a facade. Like I was like, oh, you know, he's been winning a lot. It was like a recency bias. But then when I look at his team and I'm like, wow, who, who are his receivers? Um, I also just f- feel like if somebody was on by, his team collapses and I, he has no one else to put in for those players. Although I guess the, he has a pretty strong lineup this week. Gallup with all those injuries is a really solid play. Gaskin, again, you know, Gaskin was playing well. Henderson has been playing well. Uh, Hunter Henry has been a touchdown machine. He, I mean, this his lineup is looking as strong as it possibly could right now. Patriots D is his most valuable player i mean they're the number one ranked defense right now and they play against the titans who just got killed by houston so yeah you know there are aspects of his team that are scary and there's others that are not uh which is why he's number 12 uh in 11th place i have myself um i have you at seven actually brian i do at seven too i have i have one of the, the least points for but I also have one of the most points against. So, you know, and I feel like if I can, if I can say, I feel like I'm projected to get the most points each week, <laughs> every week, each week. And then I don't, I don't get anywhere near that. It's one of the most disappointing things where I go to the matchup. I'm like, Oh, look, I'm going to get so many points this week. And then I don't get anywhere near that. Well, ESPN saw what I saw when I picked you to win the league, Brian, but you're letting both me and ESPN down each week that you lose. So you really need to pick it up this week. Mm. Uh, who do you have at 10? 10, I have Lee. Uh, I have Lee at, I think I have him at, I have him at 10 as well. I have him at 11. Why do you think he's a 10, Brian? Um, it just, no one on his team really scares me. Uh, he's starting Tua or Carson Wentz. Um J.D. McKisnick is a is just like a I would say is a typical plug plug and play running back where if you have a buy you're putting him in you know. Um, I mean, it's funny you say. I I feel like he does have. I feel like this week showed that he does have players that can be scary. I mean, if if he played almost any other team in the league this week, he would have won. Joe Mixon is putting up points. Devontae Adams can always put up points um cd lamb or it's like i that's why i moved him up to 10 hmm. not enough points to like make him like a real contender but enough points to 
Yeah. yeah, he has some. I mean, C.D. Lamb, Devontae Adams are scary, and so is Mixon. But aside from those three, I am not scared of everybody else. So, uh, number nine, I have Derek. I have a uh, Scott. Derek Henry. <laughs> <laughs> first, sorry, first thing I was gonna say. Now that Derek Henry's been gone, I I feel like his team has not been very scary at all. I'm looking at his past few weeks, and he's only on over 80 points once since Derrick Henry's gone down. Um, I still have Scott at five, actually. I, I kind of disagree with you. Uh, I th- I'm at six. Yeah, I, th- I mean, I think the combination of Rodgers, A.J. Brown, Debo, Thielen, Locke, like he has a bunch of really good players still. Um, it's just that RB2 spot that's really tough because Derrick Henry went down and he also tried filling it in with AP and McNichols who both AP is not even on the team anymore. McNichols. <laughs> I don't know. I don't know. What he's yeah. Doing. He really, uh, he, that's a tough pill to swallow if you're Scott, but you know, he had to change his name to the year of Scott and well, he's still in, he's winning his division. So it's not over yet. No, plenty of football left to be played. Um, next I had corals. Number yeah, eight. I have them at nine. Um, like Andrew said before, DK Metcalf seems like Russell Wilson did not come back fully healthy or something. I don't know what's wrong with him, but they're not doing great. Um, they currently have a Christian Kirk who's on by in their in their lineup, and uh, Alvin Kamara has been hurt, and they don't have. I mean, Mark Ingram. I'm assuming you have him, Siler, based off what you said before. I have Mark Ingram and Tony Jones. Yeah. So watch out and, for Tony J. And Michael Carter just got hurt on their team too. Yeah, yeah. that's yeah. just not much exactly. scary. Yes, I just their team is so meh, and they can put up. Sometimes they put up 150, and I'm like astonished. And then other times they put up 60, and I'm like, oh, that that makes more. It sense. makes sense. I I totally <laughs> agree with you. Uh, number seven, I have Russell. I have him at eight. I also have him at eight. Oh, he just picked up Cam Newton. That's fun. Um, what Brian, didn't you remember in the chat that started our whole group of messages where he's like, Oh, Cam Newton's on the block? No, I didn't, I didn't, I didn't see that. <laughs> Unless I missed it. Um, yeah, I mean, he has Odell in. I don't know how well Odell's really gonna do. James Connor's on by this week. Um, Picked up Hillard too. Yeah, I don't know. I, I, I like Cordell Patterson. I like Dalvin Cook. Josh Allen's kind of been in the same boat as Patrick Mahomes this year, where he's been up and down. You never know what he's gonna actually do. He still has such like dangerous. He has such high, high ceiling players, but then also he has such low floor players, and he exactly. just combines the two. So that's why he's like. I don't want to necessarily play Russell on any given week because he could just kill it, but those low floor players, I think, are really going to hurt him in the end. So I agree. Uh, number six, right? I have Wyatt. Same. I, I have, have Wyatt at five. Um, he has a lot of big names on his team. It's unfortunate that he keeps losing, but they're very scary names to go off against. Mark Andrews, Mike Evans, Zeke, Dak, Clyde, Edward Allaire. He has Elijah Mitchell on his bench, who's not even in yet. He has the crazy thing about Marcus Wyatt's Brown. team also is that from a points 
against standpoint. Like he's he's one of those rare teams that has more points for than points against, but still has a like a, a losing record. He loses games in the most excruciating fashion imaginable. Like he lost by a couple points because he didn't pick up Cooper Rush. Then he lost to you by like a point. Then he lost. Was it? To, it was. He lost to Lee because of the Steelers D causing a fumble on the last drive in overtime. Like yeah. he, he's really he lost to you because he didn't pick up the quarterback. Yeah, like he has at least three losses by under three points. So it's just been really tough sledding for Wyatt this year. Yeah. Uh, number five, I have Siler. I have myself at three. I had you at three also. Um, How'd you come to that decision, Brian? Cooper Cup is is great. Jamar Chase is is scary. Travis Kelsey is scary. Um, who do you think Philip Lindsay's going to go to, Siler? Or who are you hoping? Who are you hoping? Who am I hoping? The Titans. Yeah. The Titans, I have no idea what they don't even know what they're doing at running back at this point. They picked up AP and waved him like three weeks later. So Philip Lindsay has to be better than whoever they have right now. So I'm my fingers are crossed that he goes to Tennessee. Also, who do you who do you want to be playing for the, the Jets QB for Elijah Moore? Like <laughs> do you want Zach Wilson? I, I, I hear Zach Wilson's coming back next week. Joe Philip Fla- uh, Philip Lindsay went to the Dolphins 33 minutes ago. Oh. Did he? That's uh, that's not good, actually. I that's, 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 that's I don't know. I might not even keep him now. So if anybody wants him on the Dolphins, feel free. Um, Aaron, Jones, Aaron Jones got in a limited practice twenty minutes ago. They're not going to play him against the Rams. It's fine, but at, long, at least I get it. If he's going to be healthy enough to play, I got it. Um, but to answer your question, Brian, Joe Flacco, hundred percent. With Joe Flacco last the week before this. He was doing nothing the whole game. Joe Flacco came in, and then he got, like, 40 yards in a touchdown. And this last week, he had eight for 141 in a touchdown with Joe Flacco. So he has COVID, so he can't start the next two weeks anyway. But if I had to pick up Joe Flacco, 100%. <laughs> waiting for this, Brian. Uh, number four, I have my brother, Andrew. Uh, at number four? I have him at number 10. How can he well, he's just doesn't score 100 points any week? I have myself at 11. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Brian basically, Brian Silverstein is a terrifying person. I mean, now that Marquise Brown has been out, you know, he's been killing it. Brian is doing his power rankings based on the ESPN projected end of season things. <laughs> it's oh been going pretty God. well so far. Okay, what about now? Okay, Brian. Okay, Brian. Why Rashad, is Rashad Bateman? <laughs> is that Aaron, it? Aaron Jones is going to come back. You know, Corey Davis. If, if Joe Flacco's playing, you know, he's he's great. Carlin, Carlin's son. He's got that huge contract. Yeah, can't, they can't cut him. You know, flawless lot. DJ Moore. Now Cam's playing. You know, I had myself at eleven. I put myself. I put Lee above me. I, I I think I'd rather play your team at this point, in so maybe I should have switched this too. I wanted to see how far I could get in this projections before it got crazy. This was the this was the moment. I got pretty far until this one moment. Well, because him being seven and four is like an anomaly. It's I know. Happened and it's and it's happened. I, I mean, the rest of them have been pretty good. They've been pretty aligned. With I mean, I have, guys, I have more. First of all, I have more points for than points against, so I should have a winning record. It's not my fault my opponents play to my level as opposed to me playing to their level. Everybody plays down to their competition. Yeah. And 
look, I mean, my team is getting healthy. Aaron Jones is coming back. Lamar Jackson's coming back. To be fair, I mean, Lamar could have put up like 100 points last week against that. That Bears I like team. how now you're trying to make the case for your team, but you rank yourself at, at 11 in the power. <laughs> I'm just, I think I'm going to be one of those teams in the playoffs that's going to surprise a lot of people. Okay. Well, Brian, who do you have next? Number three, I have Nate. I have Nate at four. I have Nate at two. Jalen Hurts is is, is annoying. I, I get <laughs> I get annoyed that you can have like a hundred yards and three touchdowns, and then you have like the same amount of points as someone who has like four hundred yards and one touchdown. I get annoyed at that, honestly. That's that that's the same thing for me. I get annoyed about that for running backs and wide receivers too. That you could have one touchdown and one catch and get the same amount of points as someone who's got like nine catches and like 80 yards. It's, it's annoying. Jalen Hurts has had over 200 passing yards once since week four, and he is the number two ranked fantasy quarterback. Fun fact. Yeah. Who is this guy? The Steelers tight end? Pat Freermuth? I thought that the tight end was Ebron. No, he's a rookie out of Penn State. He's been oh, killing it. Yeah, he's really good. Uh, number two, I have Dane. I have Dane at number two as well. Dane, Dane is my injections. They, they can do your job, you know? <laughs> <laughs> okay. Uh, I mean, Matt, Ryan, Matt Ryan is tough. I can't imagine he's going to do very well. I mean, though they're playing Jacksonville. But Jonathan Taylor is ridiculous. Nick Chubb is ridiculous as well he doesn't even have Kyler Murray playing yet um I don't know what's gonna happen with Antonio Brown though I mean it seems like he'll be fine and playing in like a few weeks as long as he's actually vaccinated so actually I don't think it matters if he's vaccinated Aaron Rodgers gets suspended who cares why are they gonna care they both lied so he'll be fine and then at number one I have Noah's team Yep, I assume we have a unanimous number one of Noah. Yep, so. he's my number one. I think at a from a, a full starting lineup standpoint, I think he has the best lineup. So yeah, I would agree, and he doesn't even have Hopkins yet. Well, I'm saying like assuming Hopkins comes back in, I think he has the best starting lineup. And he has T. Higgins on the bench. Like it's yeah, no, it is. It is funny that people were like, "Oh, I can't believe we dropped Russell Wilson," and like Russell Wilson looks horrible. So it looks like. He's more of a name right now than anything else. So, yeah. Um, okay. All right. So, thank well, you for that, Brian. That was yeah, very it, insightful. It, it, it was pretty good. Give me more time next time, you know? Okay. I mean, the fact that I asked you to do it, I asked you to do it last night. Last night. Uh huh. We talked about it again this morning. Yeah. And your first reaction I had, was I had work. Brian, we were I, we were making cookies. We were making pie. What? Your first response was, "Oh, you know what? I'm just gonna do the ESPN rankings. It'll be funny." Yeah, because I knew I didn't have time to do it because we'd be cooking all day. Anyway, um, how are the predictions going? I know Wells did really well last week. I think you're beating me right now, right? You're, I'm, Not you're by at, much. You're 31 and 35. I'm 29 and 37, and ESPN is currently winning at 30. At, I was, I was talking to my dad yesterday about this. It's funny that ESPN is like, it's a 50-50 shot if you're going to win. It's 50%. It's literally yeah. 33 and 33. You have, a 50, you have a 50% chance of ESPN being right. 
Well, ESPN does a lot better job than our guests on this podcast, who are <laughs> 11 and 25 after a good week from Wells. So that percentage is slowly shifting up. Ryan, you got two correct out of six last time. Will wow. you get a better percentage this week? We will see. Maybe. So first up, we have Dane against Russell in a highly, you know, uh, probably one of the most important games of the season for both these teams for the division. Russell really needing a win to stay in the playoff hunt, projected to lose 120.7 to 121.5. Um, I actually have to, sorry, I don't have my normal setup, so I need to, I want to see. I, I'll, I'll go, yeah, I have... I think I have Russell winning this game. I think Cordell Patterson, if Cordell Patterson plays, I have Russell. If he does not, I have Dane. I, it's a tough matchup. I'm going to go with Dane, though. I think he, you know, he just has the stronger roster. You know, even, uh, it's a tough one. Odell, it, I, I feel like Odell is going to be the wild card here. In this well, matchup, is Cordell Patterson even playing? I don't know. I think so. He probably is, but I think Odell is going to be the the factor. So you're going with Dane? I'm going with Dane. I want to go with Dane because he's on such a hot streak, but he has Jonathan Taylor's going against Tampa, who has a really good run. D. AJ Dillon's going against the Rams, who have a great defensive line. I'm gonna go with Russell. I mean, don't get me wrong. I hope Russell wins because if Russell wins, I that keeps me in lead of the division. But that's true. Um, I think I'm gonna have to kind of fight this battle. Next up, we have Wyatt against Scott. Another big divisional matchup. Scott projected to win 114 to 103, but looking at Wyatt's lineup right now, he doesn't have. Uh, he has Daryl Williams on by. So if he were to plug in his next running back which would be elijah mitchell that'd be another 12 points so he would actually be projected to win 115 to 114 this is oh my god that's another a lot of big games this week for these teams for for playoff hopes this is a tough one to predict um, is elijah mitchell gonna play next week also i think he's supposed to supposed to i don't even know i guess i have to root for wyatt in this but then but then if I lose, then we're all tied at the same rate. Yeah, no, you have to root for Wyatt. Yeah, yeah you're rooting for Wyatt, Brian. I'll, I'll go with Wyatt with you. But, but if I root for Wyatt and I lose, I could potentially come in last place then. You know, if I if Wyatt <laughs> lose, that's a great point. At least I probably won't come in last place. That's true. But if Wyatt loses, then I'm probably not going to Then the I don't have to worry about coming in last place. If Wyatt loses, then I probably won't make the playoffs. But if Wyatt wins, mm-hmm. then I might come in last place. So that's <laughs> – this is the trade-off. <laughs> what would you just – what would you want in that situation, Sour? The possibility of making the playoffs when you don't think you're going to go far or – I feel like you got to – Brian, with a man of your accolades for the league, I feel like you got to be going for the whole championship. You got to root for Wyatt. Yeah. Yeah. If I want the accolade of not – doing a punishment yet then <laughs> do you want Wyatt I'll go I'll go Wyatt Tyler uh let me take a quick look who are you going I went Wyatt as well oh you went Wyatt as well he's I, I need him to win the whole thing so uh I'm gonna go with Scott I think he's due I think these past few weeks have been tough and he's gonna come out with the W 
Next up, we have Nate against Lee. Lee right now projected to lose 103 to 115. He has Ertz on bye. He has Logan Thomas, who's supposed to be playing, so plus eight, so really down 111 to 115. Oof. I mean, this is, again, I mean, if Nate, if Lee somehow pulls up an upset here and he's seven and five tied for the lead in the division with possibly Noah, I mean, he, this is kind of a, this, this is, this is a, a necessary win for Lee if he wants to have playoff hopes. So I'm going with Lee. I'm going with the underdog story. Take a chance, take a chance, take a chance, take a chance. I'm going to go, I'm going to go with uh, Nate. I, I can't, I mean, he's starting to, uh, I mean, I just, I, I can't, I, I don't think that starting two is going to win you the game, but hey, two has been getting more points than Patrick Mahomes in the last couple <laughs> weeks, so who I want to go with Lee so bad, but that Devontae Adams against Jalen Ramsey matchup is just way too intense for me for Lee, and that's like his. Oh, you know what? You know what? He also actually. Can I change my pick? He also has CD Lamb in his lineup right now, who might not be playing. Well, he might play actually. The the last report I saw is that he might actually play. I'm still. I'm going to change mine to Nate. Okay, we're all going Nate. Unfortunately for Lee, but hey, Lee, you never know. How are your um? differences of who's winning in the predictions right now uh he's up by he has two more wins than i do oh so he's pretty close yeah we're both under 50 percent though espn is currently winning at 33 and 30 right yes uh next up we have siler against noah i mean this is for both these teams the team you're playing against is the only team you would probably not want to see right now in a critical matchup like this. Noah playing the number one points four team against the, or the number one points four against the number one power ranked team projected in the highest projected matchup, 133 to 122. Oof, Tyler, I'm sorry. It's really tough for me to see Noah losing this right now with the way his team is playing. I have to go Noah. Yeah, I think I'm going to go Noah as well. I just have a feeling that my team is just going to pull out a huge W this week, and we're going to have a super high – for some reason, Noah and I always have super high-scoring matchups, and I just think I'm going to come out on top. And it's funny because we were texting each other last week, and I was like, oh, Elijah Moore. And he was like, oh, Justin Jefferson, let's always draft the – Noah's like, let's always draft the wide receivers on each other's teams. I was like – Maybe that works for you. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I'm pick a jet for the rest of my life. Um, but yeah, I'm going to pick myself this week. You know what? I didn't do any of the historicals. So I'll go back after we finish everything and do the historicals. Sure. Because um, I have to find the link for it as well. Next up, we have uh, Coniglio against Corals, which is, if you're Coniglio, one of the matchups you would love to be seeing with how everything is going. Projected to win right now, 109 to 101. Like I said earlier, Caniglio actually has some well, really uh, oh he has Kirk, Kirk on by, so he'll probably plug in Cooks. That's another 12 points. He'll also probably put in stat. Oh, they haven't even set their lineup yet. Okay. Oh, so Quarles is actually gonna be favored to win this. Yeah, Quarles probably favored to okay. win. Either way, I still think I'm going with my I think Caniglio continues the streak. He's on Long Island for Thanksgiving. I'm I'm gonna I'm, I think I might be seeing him on Sunday. We'll we'll be vibing and uh I'm going with Caniglio. What about uh, you, Brian? I'm going to go with Corals. Um, 
New Orleans' defense is really good against that Buffalo offense. When I feel like whenever Buffalo plays a pretty good defense, they don't do particularly well. Um, and um, I think Green Bay has been doing pretty well against the run, right? If I'm not mistaken. So Daryl Henderson might have a harder day. Mm-hmm. And Kirk Cousins, that, that, that San Francisco defensive line is, is kind of scary. So the the head to head there he hasn't updated. I need to actually email him to update the website because I don't know why he hasn't. Hopefully this guy's not dead. So it doesn't have the the updates for some of these. Um, like if these teams have played already before. But looking at Russell and Dane, we see that oh that's Daniel Weberman, not Dane. Uh, where's Dane? Throwback. That is a throwback. Uh, Russell is up seven to three. Actually, no, it will. It, this is actually is updated as week six. So most of the matchups went in the first few weeks. So this is actually probably up with Russell mm-hmm. winning the last time they played in week three, 157 to 81. And we had Scott against uh, Mr. Wyatt. Other Williams. So I'm just trying to find them. Why can't I find him? Where's Wyatt? Wyatt, there we go. Wyatt against Scott. Wyatt's actually up in this series, eight to two. Winning last time, one thirty-five to eighty-two, or sorry, one eight, one thirty-five to ninety-four in week three. Lee against Nate is Lee is down in the series six to seven, with Nate winning last time they played ninety-nine to one forty-five. You against Noah, pull that up. You guys have played a total of 21 times. You were up in the series 12 to 9. You uh, see, so yeah, it doesn't have your why didn't have your guys match up from last time? Um, you guys average, I mean, you average pretty high scores. I mean, you 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 usually average 123, no average is 117. From Caniglio and Corals, we have Corals up in the series six to five with Corals winning. And then the last matchup we haven't talked about is myself against Brian, the Gilblatt Bowl. We somehow play every Thanksgiving. Every Thanksgiving. Every Thanksgiving we, we always play. Um, Historically, I feel like you've actually won the last few times. <coughs> um, I'm up in the series eight to seven. You're on a one game win streak you didn't with last year. Oh my God. That, how. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> he won he won one uh, it was 144.64 to 145.9 so that must have wow. been wow but the highest win streak is Andrews had a five win win streak and had a four win streak as well wow I the average i averaged 137 points against you you averaged 128 that's pretty high average uh right now basically projected to tie 115.5 to 115.1 big games all around for both of us fighting for playoff positions i'm gonna go with myself though I think I have. I, there's nothing better than when you look at your team and all the matchups are green, where I have Gibson against Seattle, who's the 30th ranked, DJ Moore against Miami's 30th ranked, Lamar Jackson's against Cleveland's the 21st ranked, Schultz against the uh, Raiders, who's 29. While you don't have Mahomes, which could be kind of good for you, <laughs> yeah, I but I, if I recall looking at your matchups, um, you had some tough ones. Yeah, I mean, you have a shot bait, and so it's yeah. kind of like a, it's an easy win. <laughs> uh, I guess I'll go with myself just to because I got to go with myself here just to. Well, but it's going to be close. Yeah. I mean, we're projected to get like the same score. Yeah. Um, 
I feel first. I just want to say I'm picking corals because I didn't get that in there, oh, and I need that for the for the all good. Next, I keep picking against Gelbot. I feel, and it keeps biting me in the ass. But I can't. I just can't get myself to do it. I can't. I gotta go with Brian this week. Gelbot, if your team can prove me wrong and score a hundred points, maybe that'll change my mind next week. But I'm going with Brian this week. Wow, we historically both get really high scores against yeah. each other except for this one year we was 81 to 64 <laughs> but everything else like i think if you took away that one our average points would probably be like 140 and 140 i do want to like, say by the way three weeks ago I, I i don't know if this is exactly true i'd have to listen back to the podcast but since i've changed my team name to get swifty i've been on the up and up well, not to scare up people. and up in, in terms of what? In terms of wins <laughs> in terms of or wins. like points? In terms of wins. I mean, I was on a, I was on a, uh, uh, a three game losing streak and then I changed my team name and now I'm on a three game winning streak and not to, you know, get in people's heads. But the last time I did a, I, I rarely do the mid season team name change. The last time I did it was when I changed to Con- it's Connor for real and I won the whole thing. So the last six weeks you've scored 104, which was the highest score you've had <laughs> over the past six weeks. 90, 78, 86, 90, and 81. But hey, up and up. Hey, the strong defense. <laughs> yeah. Okay. Yeah. Well, by your own acknowledgement, Sour, you would you go by standings a lot, and so you would you would put his, power, what? his team up. And... What are you talking about? He never goes by standings. Hey, and what and do you think he's Wells? The last time I was I'm on, not Wells. You're getting your Andrews confused. No, no, no. Last time I was on, you were like, oh well, his record is this high, so I don't, whatever. I think you're making that up. Anyway, Brian, I you know I know this was a uh, traveling down to New York for this was a big deal, so thank you for making the trip. Always great to have you, Siler. You did fantastic this week. The wire analysis was some of the best we've had on the podcast to date. And a little kudos to myself for bringing the whole thing together. So thank you again, Brian. Siler, any last words before we log off? We have a lot to be thankful for. I think there's only one way that we can possibly end this podcast and is with the Thanksgiving song at normal speed. So whenever you, know you guys lyrics? are ready. Do you know the lyrics? You know, I, I was thinking about it today and there's, I'm questioning if mashed potatoes or jello molds come first and I'm <laughs> just, just, we're going to go for it and hopefully right. I get it. Okay. Right. Three, two, one. Thanksgiving. Thanksgiving. No, you had it right. You had it right. You had it right. Start over. <laughs> right. I'll wait. I, you, once I see you starting it, I'll sing with you. Okay. Or would you want me to go first and you see you, me once you, you go see- first and I'll join it. Okay, ready? Three, two, one. Thanksgiving, Thanksgiving, turkey and stuffing, jello mold, mashed potatoes, Thanksgiving. It's jello mold first. Is that what yeah, you I almost got tripped up too, Sal. I said, I almost said mashed potatoes. What'd you say? I know, first? and I was thinking, honestly, think I waited for Galbot. I didn't go, I, I was a coward. I waited for Galbot <laughs> and then I joined. It's jello mold, then mashed potatoes, and then Thanksgiving. I'll, okay, I'll think alphabetical now for the rest of my life. <laughs> <laughs> there's, there's seven words in the entire thing, <laughs> and one of the words is repeated three times. So there's only five words you have to remember. <laughs> it's not that hard, it's not that complicated of a song. We hope that you uh, make that a part of your all Thanksgiving traditions, but 
Just to be clear, just so everyone knows how it's supposed to be done, and Brian can attest this is what we do as a family. When the night is done and everyone gets home and everyone, at least at our house, when everyone leaves our home for thanks after they've come over for Thanksgiving, we all join hands in a circle in the living room and then sing the song. So, so we welcome you to do that. that what? What'd you say, Brian? He's not making that up. Oh, I believe it. I wish I could be a part of it. It <laughs> sounds like a magical experience. It's riveting. It's riveting. We wish everybody a, a happy Thanksgiving and eat all the turkey you can sleep on the couch with the trip to fan and uh good luck this week and hopefully football doesn't suck tomorrow hopefully football doesn't suck good luck everyone good luck with your matchups happy holidays happy thanksgiving to all and we'll see you next week with hopefully a lot to talk about all right everyone have a good one. Oh, thank you